Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith and Jamila Struthers. Hi guys. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. So today is Sunday, December 11th, and we're sitting in the middle of the very first snowstorm of the year here in Detroit. So why not talk about how to get summer ready. Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> so on today's episode, we're going to be discussing um, tips on how you should be preparing right now for how you want to look and feel for summer 2017. We're also going to be talking about how to set realistic and very good goals, both in your health and in your business. But first, wait, wait what? what? So wait, what is our segment where Jamila and I talk about something that we either saw, heard, or experienced in this past week that made us go, wait, what? So, I'll dive in first. Okay. Okay, so my wait, what has to do with this new device that they're coming out with over in the UK. So, I was watching the news a couple weeks ago at the gym, and you know how at the gym... You can see the news, but you can't hear it unless you plug your headphones into one of the machines. So I was just like weightlifting. So I was just reading the closed caption. And I saw these two guys on the local news and um, they were doing this story on the local news. And they I just read the bottom of the screen that said spoon makes food taste salty or sweet. What? Exactly. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So I started looking it up looking into it a little more because I thought it was absolutely crazy. I'm like, why would we need a spoon that makes things taste salty or sweet? So they were saying that if you are trying to eat healthier and your food is a little bland, then this particular spoon can change the taste of your food so that you can still eat healthy, get that taste without actually eating more salt or sugar. So I looked it up, and the name of the spoon is called the Taste Buddy. Okay. And it's an electric spoon that works to trigger your taste buds with a light electric current so that your brain thinks you're indulging, even if you're eating something that is really bland. Wow. So what it says here, let me read really quickly. It says, um, once your saliva detects any acidity or sodium, uh, well, the, the savory flavors will be triggered once your saliva detects any acidity or sodium. So... Um, to stimulate your sweet tooth, the spoon will increase the temperature of your tongue to mimic that temperature change that happens when you naturally eat something sweet. Wait, wow. what? <laughs> Wait, what? I was like, what is the world coming to? Like, are we resisting eating healthy so much that somebody was like, okay, maybe I can come up with a whole new utensil that would trick people into thinking that they're eating salt and sugar. They were talking about how it's going to make vegetables taste like chocolate for little kids. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I don't know about you, but I'm just thinking like how unhealthy is this to have this electronic device that you're putting in your mouth over and over again like, what is it going to really alter neurologically and in your tongue? Yeah, I'm 100% against it. Yeah. I, I am still impre- 100% impressed at <laughs> whoever created this thing. That's, like, amazing. But, yeah, no, I'm 100% against anyone actually 
you know, buying that and using that. So you're not going to get the taste buddy for the kiddos? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because, you know, what I'm thinking is when you go out to a restaurant or when you go out to lunch at where you don't have the spoon, your vegetables or whatever is going to taste horrible. You don't want to condition yourself to need a utensil to, to eat what you're supposed to eat. You, you want to condition your mind. Exactly. Versus, you know, 100%. having a spoon. So, no, but I am very impressed. I am, <laughs> <laughs> I am extremely impressed. Yeah, they're wow. over in London working on this. Um, and it sounds really extreme to me because I'm with you. I'm like, why don't we just... And... and I don't like perpetuating the belief that if you're eating healthy, your food has to be bland either. Yeah, you won't like it. So here, take the spoon and right. it tastes like chocolate. And you're already it, setting yeah. people up to believe that because they're making healthier choices that their food is not supposed to have a taste or seasoning or flavor, which yeah. is just not the case. But the taste buddy said, let me do the small electric current on your tongue and change the way your food tastes. I thought that was crazy. It's a little bit beyond crazy. Yeah. Very yeah. Wow. So what's your weight? What? My weight was. Someone actually told me that they eat pork, but it used to make them extremely sick. It used to give them like headaches and make them nauseous. I mean, they said to the point where it felt like they were going to pass out when they ate pork. And I said, "Well, how do you eat pork now if that's how it made you feel?" Right. Well, my fiance eats pork, so I force my body to accept it. Wait. wait what? <laughs> yes. I said, wait a minute. You, Your body told you, I don't like pork. It's not good for us. Don't eat it. And you conditioned your body to accept something that was rejected. That's what you told me. They said, yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Because, you know, my fiance and I live together. And, and I don't want to make him something and make me something different. And he still likes bacon and things like that. So... Yeah, so wow. I conditioned myself to accept pork. I said, wait, what? Wow. Yeah, I, that was the strangest thing I've ever heard. You force. Usually people will be happy. Like, I don't have the taste for pork or right. I don't have the taste for sweets anymore. I don't right. have the taste for this. But no, nope, I made my body accept pork. Wow. And that's because our bodies are really intelligent. Right. And they can, they can we know right away, oh, my body is rejecting this. Right. And so to be able to think you can override, override that, it and just like, hey, we eat bacon around here, so we're going to eat. Right. So your body stopped giving you the signs and the symptoms, but it's still internally going through these things. Exactly. So you don't, you got kind of used to it, but in inside, you don't know what's going on. Right. So I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's, yeah, no. Dang. That's that's crazy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because that's what happens all the time. Like, I used to couldn't eat or drink this much caffeine or something, but now I've adjusted and I'm fine. It's like, no, you haven't. No, you yeah. haven't. <laughs> you haven't adjusted to it. You, yeah. But that definitely happens when we get conditioned. It's just like, um, when you smoke a cigarette or something. Well, you know how something now it takes more to get you that high yeah. or for yeah. you to feel that level of satisfaction because you've consumed so much right. of something or it could be like a cavity when you first get a cavity it will hurt it will hurt it will hurt and all you can think about is going to the dentist like, oh my god this hurts this hurts but if you don't go to the dentist you take pain medicine and keep taking pain medicine eventually you can stop and your tooth won't hurt anymore because your tooth the nerve has died mm. and your body is no longer giving you the sign 
that your tooth is hurting, but internally your tooth is decaying. So just because you no longer have these signs or these symptoms, that doesn't mean on the inside it's not doing its damage. Right. Havoc. Right. So it's just that the symptoms are not changing and they may be more subtle. Right. You know, like a person with a cavity that's, um, you know, is rotten on the inside, they may have bad breath or they may have headaches that they don't even relate to the, the, tooth. To the tooth. Right. So it could be the same with the port. It's showing itself, it's manifesting itself in other ways. Right. Yeah, so that's my way. What I was like, that was a good. You should have ran with that. Right. Nobody didn't want it. Right. You should have ran with that. So, and yeah. that's the best way to stop consuming something that you know was not good for you anyway. Because I right. have a client who she loves dairy, but she's like, over the weekend I had a piece of my son's birthday cake at his first birthday party, and she's like, my stomach was just horrible. Yeah. For several days. And she's like, I really wanted that cake, you know. <laughs> right. She's like, I really wanted it, but I can't do it anymore. My body is rejecting these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's awesome because that I've been awesome. trying to get her to stop eating dairy for a while. I'm like, yes, body work with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when your body rejects something, guys, and gives you a sign that, hey, we don't like this, listen to it. Yeah, don't just definitely. keep consuming it. Because Jay is right, your body will adapt and your symptoms won't be as severe. But do not think that it is not doing damage internally on its own and won't manifest even greater later. I always like when people say that, do greater later. Like, I, you remember that phrase? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and I'm not that fond of it. <laughs> I might do, you might, wait, what is it? It'd be like when you're trying to talk slick. Like, I might be down now, but I'm going to do greater, greater later. later. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, <laughs> today we're talking about first day of summer, December 11th. I mean, first day of, um, or the major, first major snowstorm of the season, Sunday, December 11th, and it is coming down. We're ex- expecting about 6 to 10 inches today. Yeah, yeah, I heard, yeah. I heard the news. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were thinking this was the perfect opportunity to talk about getting summer ready right right because so many of us only think about starting really to go hard in our workouts and to really monitor what we're eating when it's time for us to wear less clothes when it's kind of like too late to get summer ready it's never too late to work out and get you know fit and in shape but if you're trying to get summer ready yeah you have a specific time or window where you should really start thinking about it to get started definitely I agree. And so now, right now, we're about six months out, mm-hmm. it will say. And now is a perfect time to begin to discipline yourself on getting um, ready and in the habit of being consistent with your eating and your exercise. Right. So, because what normally happens, and this happens to every single person, is that even when you start, like, okay. I'm buckling down, I'm going to start watching what I eat, I'm going to start working out more and consistently, you're still going to have those times where you fall off, you have a bad weekend, it's going to be kind of a, a roller coaster ride. Yeah. You're not just going to come out of the gate and be really consistent the entire time. So now if you give yourself a six month window, you give your time to, yourself time to falter a little bit and become motivated and unmotivated and kind of go back and forth, you don't feel so much pressure because... I don't know if I've ever started getting summer ready and the springtime is was successful. No, I've uh, attempted it because I, okay, so for instance, November is my worst 
month with health and wellness. It's just every year since I've been getting um, into health and wellness, November has always been the worst. So it begins, kind of starts with your birthday, which is October the 30th. Right. And then we have all these friends and all these celebrations. That's it's true. It's like my birthday, then my sister's birthday, then it's Thanksgiving, and then it's all this stuff. So November, I kind of, I don't do as well as I normally do. Okay. And so if I don't jump back on track, I can tell the difference in the summer. Yeah. I can definitely tell the difference in the summer with how I look. It, yeah, I can't start in the spring. It, it's just, you just won't see as many. You will see results, so I'm not discouraging anybody. Like, it's now or never. Right. But if you want, if you have this idea of where you want to go and which direction, it's best to start now. Yeah, 100%. You should be starting right now, guys, with getting on your regimen, finding out what type of exercise regimen works best for your lifestyle um, and for your preferences. You know, you might think, okay, I'm just going to join a kickboxing class in the spring and go hard three or four days a week. But you might get in that class and discover you don't like kickboxing, like you hate it. And yeah. so it, it, it now is a very fine time to kind of start playing around with some things and doing some trial and error and seeing what what's a good fit for you and what's not are you going to be an early morning workout after work midday um do you prefer weekends when you don't have a lot going on so getting summer ready is you start it's just like you know it's a phrase i just heard recently which i thought was like a perfect example is um you know how everyone is well a lot of people want to wake up earlier to do things and so yeah. i had a client and she's like lisa i'm serious i'm about to start waking up at 5 30 in the morning and i'm gonna start working out and i was like okay cool yeah that's awesome but then i told her i was like remember a perfect morning starts with a perfect evening so yes that is so true yeah that is so true and so it's the same thing with like being summer ready Oh, my God, yeah. A, a, a successful, healthy, good-looking summer starts with a good-looking winter. Like, you have to prepare now. Don't think you're just going to set your alarm to get up at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m., kill a workout, have a great breakfast, throw in a green smoothie as the cherry, cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you had a crappy evening. You have to be prepared the night before so that you could be successful in the morning. This is so true now. You know that uh, my sleep habits are usually about five, six, six hours tops. Okay. I never get eight hours. Ten hours sounds like, how do you do, like, never. Right. <laughs> so, last night, I went to bed. I told my kids good night. Usually, it's the <laughs> other way around. Okay. You know, I go, they're going to bed, and I give them their hug and kiss and good nights and that. They were all up playing. I said, come give me my hug. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. And I never do that. So it was like nine. And I got up at five something on my own. Now, this is this is usual. You know you can text me at 6 a.m. and I'm, I'm up regardless. Right. But the way I felt when I got up is the difference. So what time did you go to bed? I went to bed at nine something last night. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I went to bed at nine and I feel amazing. <laughs> I know. Dead. I mean, I, I see. I get it. And I and I and I told myself, you know, we'll we'll expand a little bit more of this on goals because we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yes. With getting more rest. So yeah, we we'll talk about that a little later. But yeah, so it's definitely preparation before yes. you get what you want. Yes. Is, is a lot of us prepare important. for the morning, but right. To so have I set a... my alarm and I got my smoothies. Like, but no, what about the night before? Yes. So yeah. Yep. You got to go into that thing 
already ready so the same thing goes for getting summer ready it starts right now yep. you should be putting into practice those habits that you want to be set in stone by that time and so um don't let the inches of snow fool you don't let all the nice fluffy sweaters that you just pulled out the heavy yeah. coat that you just pulled out all of our cover-ups right we cover up our winter fluff right you know what i mean that's very true and so it's so easy to get disillusioned yeah because it's so cute you know, it's you so cute with the sweater with the boots. oh you be killing it killing it yeah killing it and it's so easy to get disillusioned by the time spring comes and it's time to shed some of those layers and you're like whoa where yeah. this little love handle come from where exactly. yeah. <laughs> so totally guys and you know being snowed in you can knock out a quick 15 or 20 minute circuit right in your living room or your bedroom don't use the weather and the roads as an excuse you if you want it bad enough you'll do what it takes to get there and that's what um, being successful in health and in business is all about if you want it bad enough you'll do what it takes yeah. to get there so i encourage you start today on the first day of this snowstorm if you're yeah, listening to today. this you know right away i don't know when you're going to listen to this but start today and um you'll be so much more happy that you did because you'll be so much more prepared and disciplined by the time the weather breaks i agree okay let's get into goals really quickly so today we're going to talk about how to set realistic and um, good goals good goals versus bad goals both in your health and in your business. Are you a goal setter? Yes, I am a goal setter. And I've learned the how to be more specific with goal setting because they used to be too broad. So, okay. yeah, I'm a goal setter now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's a new phrase everybody says? I'm a goal, goal digger. digger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. Um, but I think it's also kind of becoming a little cliche and a little memeish. Yeah, trendy. A little trendy. trendy, right? So it's cool to have all those phrases, but are you really setting goals? Are you really taking the proper time um, to evaluate your goals, to set up checkpoints for your goals? So let's go over it really quickly. But let's, so first, let's start off with um, the definition of a good goal versus a bad goal. Oh, it's so many. It's so many of both. But I, I'll go with a bad goal when you're when it's when you have this goal to please someone else. Like someone else. Everybody in my family is a lawyer. Everyone in my family is a doctor. Mm. Everyone goals like that. I I believe set you up for failure. Not for failure that you won't accomplish those things. Yes. Because people like that normally do. If everyone was a teacher, if everyone was a doctor, they normally succeed in getting that done. But I just believe for life, how you feel is more important than pleasing, you know, the six generations ahead of you right. that were all went to Spelman or whatever. Right. You know, so goals like that, to me, set you up for um, inner, you, you don't get inner happiness, inner peace. Exactly. So to me, that's a bad goal. I agree. So if your goal is based off of what someone else wants for you. Yeah. Or what definitely. you're expected to do. Or what do, you're expected, whether they said it or not. Not, right. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're setting goals based on the expectation that's not yours, then it's the first yeah. sign that it's not a healthy goal. Exactly. Okay. Um, my first sign that a goal is not healthy would be that it's too broad. Okay. So a lot of times when I meet with people for the first time, tell me a little bit about what your goals are, and they say, I want to be healthy. Okay. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Yeah. I want to be healthy. Well, don't we all? 
you know. So it's very important that you define what healthy means for you. Mm-hmm. What does healthy look like for you? So I always have to dig a little deeper because your goal has been to be healthy for a long time, right? So what does that look like for you? Does that mean you're getting off a of medication? Does that mean you're losing a certain amount of weight? What does being healthy look like for you? That's different definitions for different people. Right. So if your goal is too broad, like I want to save money. Okay. How, when, where. How, when, how much, what methodology are you going to use to do that? Um, I want to be happy. That's way too broad. You know what I mean? Um, So, guys, you have to narrow down these goals, and they have to be of your own volition, something that you truly want for yourself. You have another bad goal example? One, my last one is when your goal has a end date for something that should continue, such as, uh, you know, I've had people say, well, I want to get healthy because, you know, or I want to lose five pounds, so I'm going to have you be my trainer for two weeks or something like that. And I'm like, okay, what what you going to do after that? They're like, no, that that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'm be gonna healthy go, in two I'm going to look good right? on this trip. And I'm going to go back to my regular plan. And, and it's fine for you to have a goal for a trip or something like that. I'm not saying don't do that. But once you get into this thing, it's such a good habit to have. Make a, a plan to keep it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I'm going to say that. I don't know how exactly to phrase it to have a, a short-term goal for something that should be long-term. Right. Okay. So, to have a goal um, for a specific event or point in time but the overall goal should be something that you should be striving for for life for life yeah so don't end it there is what i'm saying yeah yeah Yeah. i agree i definitely agree you should definitely have um a plan to continue whatever this healthy habit is to ensure that you don't fall off because that happens a lot uh a whole i've seen that as a trainer yeah and i'm just like where'd you hey i haven't seen you right oh yeah i'm back from my trip now Uh, that's that's over (laughs) that part of my life right i'm married now my wedding came and went so yeah yeah so definitely and and i think that's kind of um i'll say my next and last one for an example of not so great of goal is being kind of superficial when the goal is, is, is a little superficial, then it tends to be not something that you want to etch in stone. So if you're doing it for a wedding, for example, and you want to look really good in pictures. Yeah. You know, so if it's something that's all about aesthetics or your goal is to just save money to buy this really expensive purse. Okay. But technically, you should be, obviously, you should be saving money just because it's a smart practice. Yeah. But then you get the purse and, okay, goal accomplished, you know. So... I think, you know, it's okay to have kind of superficial goals, but they have to have a more realistic or more sound and valid, um, I guess, small print to them. Yeah, some fine print. Yeah. I'm, I'm saving for this purse, and after that I'll be saving, you know, i save anyway or something like that. Right, or it felt so good to save, and I loved having a cushion and a safety net financially that... I should probably yeah. keep this up. And, you know, it felt so good to be 20 pounds lighter and not to be self-conscious about, about in my clothes anymore. So kind of get something from it. Yeah. You did it for your wedding, but at the same time, you were able to experience what it felt like to really feel good in your own skin for once. Exactly. And so maybe that then becomes the reason why you continue to mm-hmm. do it or push towards it. Okay, so then let's talk about... Um, some characteristics of a really good goal, both, you know, in your health and in your business. So 
they have what's called SMART goals, right? And SMART is an acronym, um, S-M-A-R-T, and the goal is, um, what's the S stand for? Why can't I remember what the S is for? I don't remember what the whole SMART is for. Smart. Timely, I know that one. Yeah, so one. it was measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. I can't remember the S. <laughs> Why do I just want to say standard to keep it moving? No. Like standard. <laughs> I'm like, everyone, be, everyone wants to be healthy, so let's just say it's standard. Right. For that. I, I don't remember it either. That's um, crazy, and we used to use it all the time. Yeah, I know. That was part of like the NASA, one of the things that NASA had in when we studied, didn't it? Yep, it sure did. Yeah. Um, specific, that's what it was. So um, the goal, and that's what we were just talking about, not too broad. So it needs to be specific, measurable attainable, realistic, and time-bound. So, we already went over this specific. So, you don't want to just say, I want to be smart, or I want a, um, or you don't want to say anything like, I want to make more money in my business. Right. You have to be specific with how much, how often, where that money is going to come from, right? right? Um, so, you want to make sure that your, got, your uh, goals are specific. Next, they have to be measurable. This is really, really important because a lot of us set goals that we can't, like saying, um, I want to eat better, for example. Mm-hmm. That's not really measurable. Yeah. You know? But if you say instead that I want to consume at least three servings of vegetables a day, that's measurable. That's measurable. So, you have to make sure your goal is measurable. If you say, I want my business to grow, over the next three months, Mm -hmm. you have to be specific about how much because if you lost two clients but then gained three, then lost two, then gained three, if you're not keeping track, you might feel like you grew, but really you stayed the same. So measure it. Start on day one. How You know, where's my business at? What's my income? Where's that things coming in? And then measure in three months. Like, oh, I really did grow, right? Right. So it has to be measurable. And then number attainable. Okay. Okay. So, have you ever set a goal that you felt like wasn't even doable? Well, you know, yes, because that's one of the things that we talk about, you know, time, 10 extra goals. Mm Mm-hmm. So, your mind and society and social norms limits you. So, yeah, I've set goals that I didn't think was attainable because that's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) So, it's kind of like, do I set attainable goals? Or do I not set attainable goals? Um, so it, it mm. kind of conflicts. You say it'd be realistic, but then you say 10 extra goals. So, yeah, I've set goals that in my, you know, the smallness of what I've been accustomed to around me, mm-hmm. it seems unattainable. Right. But in reality, it is. Because I never said, Can, you know, I want to fly by <laughs> 2020. Or, I, you know, I want to... <laughs> You know, <laughs> I want to boot Barack out of the White House and become president. So it really is attainable, but it, it's just hard to believe because, the, you know, it's so big to right. me. It's so big and it's so far from where I am. So true. Um, one of my favorite quotes. Ho, I beat you to a quote today. Oh, <laughs> I finally beat you to a quote. You did. Now, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, everybody has sight, but not everybody has vision. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes if what we want, we can't see or we've never seen, because sometimes one of our goals is to get back to where we used to be. But sometimes our goal is to be somewhere we've never been. Exactly. Right? 
And so if you don't have the vision to be able to see yourself doing that thing, if you can't see yourself 100 pounds lighter, 50 pounds lighter, if you can't see, if you've never been off of medication or your blood pressure has never been normal or if your business have, has never thrived and you've never been featured in any magazine or at any conference, it just seems so unrealistic that yeah. it almost seems unattainable. unattainable. But... This makes me think about what you and I were chatting about the other day. Which could have been anything. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> the word can't. Okay. Right? So we talked about this, this word can't, and we often use it when we're describing something that we can't see, when we don't have the vision to see ourselves doing it. So we say, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Right? So we say... You know, people are saying, I can't, I can't lose this last 40 pounds. I can't mm -hmm. lose this last 20 pounds. When we know that you that's can, something that's yeah. totally doable and attainable, but people say, use the word can't. But really, how should the word can't be used? <laughs> can't should be used for things you really can't do. For instance, if a woman is in labor, she cannot stop having contractions. Right. If uh, a man can't have a baby. Right. We can't fly. We can't fly. <laughs> oh, what else? Do you have any more? I have a lot. <laughs> right. Um, you know, my dog can't drive my car. No, no. Right? No, not at all. <laughs> um, so can't, the word can't should only be used for things that truly cannot be done. Exactly. But not for something that you just can't seem to envision. So you've ruled it out in your mind. Mm -hmm. Right? My business can't be a multi-million dollar business. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. You can finish school. You can do these push-ups. You can eat healthy every day. You can enjoy your food. You can fall in love with the gym. You can work out consistently. Ooh, you can. Bring it home. Bring it you home. know, but we often, if we can't see it and we've never done it, we can't get out of our own heads, then we say, I can't I do can't. that. You know, you've demonstrated exercise for somebody, a client, and they say, oh, I can't do that. And they didn't even try. Yeah, they didn't try. And then when they do it, it's like, oh, I can do oh, this. Yeah, you didn't have the knew? vision. You didn't have right. the vision. That's all, all you need sometimes. Right, that's all you need. And sometimes it takes to actually hire someone that has that vision for you. Mm -hmm. So a good coach should be able to see what you can do before you can even see it for yourself. But can't should only be used for things that truly can't do. Yeah. I can't fit this 50-inch TV in my two-seater. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 it's impossible. Nope. Right, so can't it should be only used for things that are truly impossible. So that's the first, um, or one of the first rules to successful goal setting is it, it's attainable, and most things that you want to do are truly attainable it's just that you have the sight but you don't have the vision yeah so what i've uh started doing is doing things there's two things i do for my goals one i do my goals in reverse for my short-term goals okay so i write down things that like for instance i want to feel purposeful tomorrow i want to feel productive mm. tomorrow what will i what can i do to make me feel this way mm. i want to feel like a great parent um what can I do this week that will make me feel? Because you know yourself. You know what makes you feel awesome. I know our tea dates are going to be 
are going to be on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to have a good conversation because good conversation makes me feel good and valued and I value friendship, okay, what can I do to make me feel happy and feel loved or whatever? And then I do my goals in reverse. Yes. So, I'll, I know how I want to feel and I know the things that will make me feel that way. And so, yeah, I'll say, okay, I'm going to do this to feel this way. I'm going to do that. I know if I don't go to the gym, I'm going to feel bad. So, yes. okay, I want to feel like I'm taking care of my health. Go to the gym. I love it. So, yeah, just goes in reverse sometimes. I love it. And I, I, I really, really like that. Um because I'm like, okay, I really want to feel like I knocked out some stuff on my to-do list this week. And I want to feel really productive. So I need to work on my business. I need to continue to build yeah. this course or this program that I was building. And I need to spend at least four days this week doing that. So at the beginning of next week, I really feel accomplished. Yeah, because you, Tiffany, and I, we always we send each other uh, fitness challenges. Mm-hmm. Random. Some, we don't know when they're coming. I may get a text from Lisa saying, hey, we're going to hit a 1,000 jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. within the next two hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I don't do it, you guys don't know if I did it or not. Right. We just say done when it's done. Right. But I know I know if I don't do it, how I'm going to feel. And that's one thing you can use to get your goals done. Like, how will I feel if I don't do this? Yes. Thing? How will I feel if I don't, like they say, for your business, you know, work on it every single day. Do a little thing every day. Even if it's so small, right. do it every single day. Day. And your your health works the exact same way. Yep. Your health works the exact same way. You should be running your health like you run your business and or career. Mm-hmm. Do something every single day to be better in that area. And that'll push you closer to your goal. Have your major goal posted. And under your major goal, have smaller goals, smaller bite-sized pieces of that goal that will eventually help you get to the bigger goal. And do a little bit every single day. So if that's just a 10-minute workout, if that's just chopping up the ingredients for a smoothie to be prepared in the morning, if that's researching local um, classes that you could take as you recently discovered that you like spinning, so you're going to research and find out how much it costs, that's what you do today. And then tomorrow you set up an appointment. And then the next day you maybe take a free class and see if you really like it. What can you do every single day to put you a little closer to where you want to be? Sometimes we just stop at, I want to lose 100 pounds. That sounds overwhelming for anybody. Anyone. Sometimes we just stop at, I want to be a business owner. Or I want to be an entrepreneur. Or I really want to start... Um, selling my jewelry because I make all my own jewelry and I get so many compliments. But when you say I want to own my own jewelry company, that sounds a, h- huge. It that sounds does. enormous to people. But how can you break that down into smaller bite-sized pieces that are really digestible that you can feel good about accomplishing a little bit at a time? So it needs to be attainable. But when it's attainable and you make smaller, bite-sized, even more attainable things that can be done on a weekly than a daily basis, um, then it's really, then the vision starts to come. And not only will the vision start to come, the pride will come in of the little tasks that you completed, you know. So when you break it down those bite-sized pieces, you're like, oh, I did this and I did that. And then your confidence starts to peak. Yes. So, yeah, it's good both ways. Yeah. A thousand percent. I really like that. And then there's two more characteristics of good goal setting. So um, one is we did measurable um, and then time bound. Okay. So we can't just freestyle our health. In 2017, I'm getting healthy. <laughs> you failed already. My goal is to be healthy in 2017. 
I'm not going to say you failed. <laughs> I'm going to say that, you know, like she said, have a time frame set up. You know, because leeway. You know how you look at something and then you turn around and then somebody's three months pregnant. The next thing, they're nine months pregnant. Time will sneak up on you. Mm -hmm. Quicker than you than you would ever realize if you don't set a date and, and measure it out and, you know, and calculate how long it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. So, were we on measurable or... Time bound. Time, yeah. So, this seems kind of like the same, but... Yeah. Um, almost, almost. Not really. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying what I say. <laughs> I get what you say. Measure it out like, you know, three fruits and three vegetables. Right. That's measure. 40 pounds. Time is, I'm gonna is do it in, in two, two weeks. months, right? Three weeks or whatever it right. takes, right? And one little point I'm gonna point out: don't get disappointed if you've been working out for two, three weeks, lifting. And when I say lifting, I don't mean heavy like a bodybuilder. I mean just your weights and your arms are starting to tone up, your legs, your you know, uh, fat he muscles are heavier than fat. So if you if the scale is not moving, that that's not a bad thing. That's not indicative to you're not doing anything right. If you're losing fat and then you're starting to tone up, muscle is heavier. So you may, it, the scale may say the same thing, but that does not mean you're not getting closer to your goal. Mm -hmm. So don't be discouraged by that. Yep, a hundred percent. And not not to mention, don't quit because the scale hasn't moved as quickly as you like it to move. Because you can guarantee that you already know that working out and eating right is a great practice that you should just continue to make a part of your life so when we get so obsessed sometimes with our goal i think um we get discouraged so much when it doesn't happen mm -hmm. that we drop the ball every because i you we've all had people or clients come to us and say i've tried everything and nothing works but don't forget that just working out because you're actually get to a point believe it or not where the scale is of no consequence to you you know, where you don't feel pressed to weigh yourself every day and you don't feel pressed to check in with, yeah. you know, your waist yeah. size every day. You'll believe it or not. And this is, again, about having vision, even though you haven't experienced that. But you will get to a point where the scale does not rule your life. We discussed that uh, before, how people, you know, get discouraged. And then I tried everything. But whatever you were trying before got you to the point where you wanted to try everything. So don't go back to that. Mm -hmm. That that was your driving force to try everything, mm -hmm. and you. So that definitely didn't work. Right. So so doing striving. nothing is a not a good keep alternative. Striving because you know for sure that's not where you wanted to be because it pushed you to a place that you weren't happy with yourself. Right. So we are ne we never want to return back to that place. So keep if you were doing cardio and you were doing you know, some strength training, and that doesn't seem to work, keep doing cardio, keep strength training, and maybe, you know, start adding something more to that. You know, fasting for a day. Don't take it away, because we know it's good for us. Right. Don't take it away, but do a little bit more. Right. A thousand percent. And I think we need to start finishing that sentence. I've tried everything. I think <laughs> we say I've tried everything, but we need to say I've tried everything and it didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. So what else can I try? Because we know that what you tried, if it was healthy, not like taking fat loss pills or something like that, yeah. will probably have worked if you had given it enough time. I tried going to kickboxing classes. I tried going to bed earlier at least. I tried not eating you know, carbs at night. All of those things can technically be considered good practices. But because Definitely. you didn't see results as quickly as you want to see them, 
you you decided that they didn't work. That's a good point. That's yeah, so finish point. the sentence and be honest with yourself. I tried everything, but it didn't happen in two weeks, so what else can I try? Yeah. You know, and I think when we, you know, get back to being realistic about how long it really takes to lose weight or how long it really takes takes to build a successful business, if we get back to being realistic about those things, then we can really be honest with ourselves. Well, like, number one, first of all, I didn't try everything, actually. And number two, I didn't give it enough time. Exactly. You yeah. know, as much as I could have, you know, to be. Well, and, and you know, I always want to go to the bigger picture mm -hmm. with these commercials always blasting us. Two weeks, waist training, three weeks, fat loss pills, one week. And so you're, you're kind of, they, they're messing up the, the whole message with how fast, quick, 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 fast. Totally. And so when you try to go the right path, and it's like, well, it's been a month, I could see the frustration. Because it's like, I could have just took a pill, or I could have just, and and we're always pushing this whole health thing. Yes. Just, just, just do it for life. That's what we're saying. But with us saying that, we have to address the mindset, which we always talk about, and that's what people are trying to tell you, just the opposite. You don't have to work out. You don't have to even eat right. Mm -hmm. You just take these pills. So now it's like, okay, I didn't take these pills, but now I'm frustrated because I've been doing this for a month. Right. So I can definitely understand how frustrated it can be. Totally. But those things are meant to to hold you back, honestly. Yep. It's, it's meant for you to have something to rely on that's actually taking you the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Have you ever... I've done this because I'm impatient. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been on a freeway and there's so much traffic? You're like, forget this. And you I'm going to take off. the streets. I'm yes. going to take the streets. <laughs> yep. And I've wound it up places I wasn't even supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, and it took me even longer to figure, you know, to get to where I was, even though it seemed like I was getting there fast. So it's like, no, sometimes you have to go and just fight the traffic, get to where you want to be. Because if you get off the path, yep. you'll, you'll, trust me, you'll end up somewhere you don't want to be. Exactly, and it's actually going to set you back further. Exactly, set you back, and it has set me back further. Yep. I finally learned to stay your path, stay yep. the path, yep. of course. Yep, if, if if traffic comes to a standstill for, for a little while, for a few minutes, for a few weeks, you know, if it feels like you're not, you know, gaining any traction in your business or at the gym, and don't just hop off and try something else because you're wasting more time. It's kind of like how they say you can't multitask doing a bunch of things at once yeah, but you but but we always feel more productive if we're doing it that way instead of just focusing on one method and truly giving it your giving it all your, oh, yeah right because hands down guys throughout the history has time of time has proved the only way to successfully lose weight and successfully losing weight means keeping it off and not having any adverse side effects the only way to successfully lose weight is to eat right and exercise consistently and wrap your brain around the importance of these things, like your your mindset. Right. Mindset, eating, and exercise. That's, that's how you it. that's how you get healthy. There's nothing else. There's not a surgery, there's not a peel, there's not a waist trainer, there is not any special clothing you can wear, there's not a Fitbit. There's nothing else that you need but to change your mindset with regard to what you can do and what's possible and the importance of your health. Clean eating, 
what you can learn if you don't know how to do in consistent exercise. That's the formula. So when you hop off the freeway and you try and try all these other methods that everybody else mm-hmm. has tried, let me try the 10-day green smoothie cleanse. Oh, I probably need to do a detox also. Yeah. And maybe I can just do a seven-minute workout twice a week or when I feel like it. Or I heard, you know, you lose weight in the kitchen. So if I just eat right and don't exercise, because I hate exercise and I don't have time to exercise, then when you start trying all those other things, you're setting yourself back further because what's inevitably inevitably going to happen is that you're going to find that I was on the right route the whole time. And now I need to get back on this highway. (laughs) Yep. And oh my goodness. I would be so much further along. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and then the game of business and in health, the only difference is that this freeway doesn't end. You're on it for the rest of your life if you want to be successful. There is no exit. You never arrive at your destination. You'll constantly set new goals and new metrics for yourself because that's what keeps us motivated. It makes us feel alive. But that's the cool thing. On this journey, you will begin to see things on this route that you didn't even weren't paying attention to before because now you're like, oh, I got this. I know where I'm going. So now you'll begin, oh, my goodness, I found this nice little uh, healthy restaurant. Oh, my goodness, I made this recipe that it tastes just like, you know, what I used to cook but without all that sodium. And so you will find things to appreciate and value on this journey. It won't be like when you first got on. Right. It won't be like when you first got on the journey. I don't know if we're taking this example too far. So it's kind of like <laughs> when, you, <Maybe. laughs> when you hop on the freeway and you're not really sure. So you're constantly looking back at your navigation. Or, is mm-hmm. this this the right thing to do? Is this the right way to go? Wait a minute. What's my next turn? What's my next freeway am I supposed to be getting on? What's my? And then after a while... And you see on the navigation, it's kind of a straightaway, and you don't have to look at it anymore. So now you start noticing the scenery. Okay. No, no. You brought it home, actually. You brought it home. That wasn't too far. Okay. So now, like you said, you start noticing, yep. like, whoa, I wasn't even really in this for a butt lift, but I lost this weight, and my butt is toning up as a consequence. Oh, I got this little definition, and my, like you said, I've discovered all these new recipes and ways to eat, and I picked up a few new friends who I met at my exercise class. And I and- can't deal with negativity. I can't believe how negative people are. You know how when you start eating healthy and start putting cleaner things in your body, you will realize that I don't, I don't want to be around people that gossip. You will want healthy health. All around. Yeah, your health would not stop with your body. But like you said, you want your whole everything surrounded by health. Like, oh my goodness, now that I stayed the course and I don't doubt myself anymore in my business, I've met all these amazing people. And I've become really great friends with some of my cool clients. And it turns out I'm actually helping to change some lives through my business and make people happier with my jewelry or with whatever I sell. And Mm so, you know, when you get rid of that self-doubt and decide to stay the path, you know, stay the course for this one thing, you start noticing the scenery. I think we can close it off okay. right there. Right. I don't think that nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> Thank you guys nailed. for listening. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, absolutely, guys. So on this magnificent first day of winter, start thinking right now about what you want your summer to look like. How do you want, you know, May, June, July 2017 to appear to you? Where do you want to be in your business by that time? How many clients do you want? How much money do you want to be bringing in weekly and monthly? Um, are you? Do you want to be at that point already out of your 9 to 5 or making an exit strategy? Where do you want to be? Be specific. 
Make it measurable. Set a date. By June 1st, 2017, you're going to be what? What is that going to look like for you? It's very, very important. Now, winter is the time to start. This is not a hiatus. We are not hibernating, but we're kicking it into high gear. All right. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we'll be back here as usual um, with another episode of Professionally Fit. For this episode and all past episodes, you can visit the website at professionallyfit.co. You can search for us on iTunes or SoundCloud at Professionally Fit and tune in to all our um, episodes. We're always giving you tips both in health and in business because that's what a professionally fit woman does. Amen. <laughs> Till See you guys. next time. Peace.